This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, U.S. Air Force UFO reports. Now, this article comes from the drive.com, specifically the war zone. It says, title, here are the Air Force's reports on aircrew encounters with unidentified flying craft. Articles by Joseph Trevithick and Tyler Rogoway. It begins, it says, last year reports emerged about the native Navy fighter pilots having numerous encounters with unidentified flying objects while flying in restricted airspace off the east coast of the United States. Details remain limited, though the war zone has been steadily collecting more and more information that could help explain many of those incidents. At the same time, curiously, there haven't been there haven't been virtually any revelations about similar encounters with other U.S. military services flying branches, especially the Air Force, which is the entity primarily responsible for safeguarding America's airspace. Now, many people have asked this question, why hasn't the Air Force been more forthcoming with their own UFO reports? Why has this all seemed to have revolved around uh, the Navy and Defense Department intelligence as far as air, uh, aircraft reporting UFO encounters? The article says, in May, the war zone was first to publish details from a number of hazard reports from the Naval Safety Center obtained via the Freedom of Information Act regarding interactions between that service's aircraft and unknown aerial craft that offered an additional look into what might be happening. Why and how these encounters were or weren't getting reported. We can now share information from 25 similar reports obtained through the FOIA from the Air Force Safety Center. Now it goes on and talks a little bit about this uh, and it also mentions in here about the Senate version of the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2020 where uh, committee members are attempting to get more reports of UFO encounters between uh, the UFOs and military aircraft, whether they be Navy, Air Force, Army, whatever. It's quite a long article. Uh, you can link to it by going to the Twitter account, UFO Warning. You can get their sub warning at UFO. And I have a link to this article there. Now, before I get into these uh I'm going to go through a few of these. I'm not going to go through all 25 of them. But what I found to be the uh, the common denominator between all these reports made by these Air Force pilots, it almost seems as like they're reporting these things in code. It's pretty clear to me that nobody wants to say, hey, I saw a UFO, because that's the last thing that they want going into their uh, employee file. A lot of times they... Well, pretty much just, it, it seems like maybe some of these things actually are drones. And that being the case, you have to wonder why um, the government's not doing a better job of, of uh, watching these things when they're invading uh, military airspace. But sometimes I get the feeling that these pilots are just speaking in code. They'll say things like, uh, saw a fixed-wing aircraft, or they'll just assign the identity of the craft as a chopper with nothing to back up. The reason why they assumed this unidentified object was some sort of helicopter. 
it's clear to me that these people are afraid to report what they actually saw because if they actually, if they were honest about what they saw, they probably would would have severe uh, consequences. That's my opinion. I mean, but that's what that's the assumption I'm making just because of the way people are treated so frequently when they report UFO encounters. Now, the first one here says June 17th, 2014, 27th Spatial Operations Wing. The 27th Spatial Operations Wing, the main unit at Cannon Air Base in New Mexico, reported an unidentified fixed-wing aircraft flying under the visual flight rules, intruding into the nearly intruding into the nearby R-5104 range area. Neither the range control officer at the adjacent Melrose Air Force Range nor the base's radar approach control could establish communication with the aircraft. Members of the 27th Special Operations Wing also advised the Federal Aviation Administration's Albuquerque Center Air Route Traffic Control Center of the situation. The unidentified aircraft was first appeared around 11.04 a.m., Time and it had exited R5104 by 11:22, after which radar contact was lost. And that's the whole report. Now come on, they give you no description of what kind of aircraft this was. Was it a fixed-wing aircraft? Was it a helicopter? Was it a balloon? I mean, this is very suspicious to me that an aircraft could just invade military airspace like this not communicate back and forth with the field, and have, and no consequences. I mean, if our military can't control its own airspace, what can it control? This is number two, July 2nd, 2014, HC-130P Combat King and HH-60G Pavok, 58th Special Operations Wing. The 58th Special Operations Wing, a major unit at Kirkland Air Force Base in New Mexico, reported a near collision during a nighttime aerial refueling training sortie on July 2nd, 2014, an HC-130 Combat King Combat Search and Rescue and Tanker aircraft, using the call sign Aquila-39, was refueling an HH-60 Pavok Combat Search and Rescue helicopter with the call sign Skull-65. Okay, so we have a refueling operation going on here. That's where the plane's got this long hose sinking out, and it's dropping fuel into this helicopter. It says when in, quote, unidentified helicopter flew under the two aircraft at a distance of between 100 and 200 feet. Both aircraft were flying in an air refueling track 117 near Sorco, New Mexico. Now, this seems really serious to me. You've got you've got a refueling operation going on and supposedly some private individual just flew their chopper 100 feet under this refueling thing. If that's true, if that was an actual helicopter pilot that did that, to my mind, they should lose their license. I mean, this is crazy. So I'm wondering, well, did they really see a helicopter? Or it seems a lot more likely to me that they saw a UFO, but they're coding their report as a helicopter because they're more afraid of the ramifications of reporting a UFO sighting than they are of, you know, just, just, reporting whatever they saw in some kind of code terms. Now, this goes on and says, um, the unidentified, oh, excuse me, it says, no communication was ever established with the unidentified helicopter. 
and there was no indication it ever maneuvered to avoid either the HC-130P or the HC-60. It also says in here that when they spotted this unidentified helicopter, that the chopper that was being refueled kind of lost track of what was going on, and they pulled away from the uh, that long hose that, that brings the fuel down to it and disconnected from the uh, tanker craft above them. This almost caused a serious accident. This could, have, this could have been a loss of life situation. But then it seems as though there's no follow-up by the Air Force on who the supposed pilot was of this supposed helicopter. So, see, we have UFOs being sighted by, air, by, by uh, U, U.S. Air Force pilots. But they're not being treated like UFOs. They're being treated... They're being treated like the phantom cow tippers. You know, every time you end up with a cow mutilation, you got a thousand pound bull laying there in the dust with no tracks going in or out and not a single drop of blood on the ground, but ten and a half gallons of blood removed from that said bull somehow. And invariably, the sheriff will come out and say, well, got to be some of those satanic cow tippers. They're out here killing cattle again. Really, those are some pretty advanced cow tippers out there slaughtering cattle, mutilating cattle, and not leaving a single tire track or footprint near the crime scene. And for that matter, cutting a cow's throat without a single drop of blood, not even a single drop of blood falling on the ground. Remember we talked about it, those cows have 10, 11 gallons of blood in them. Not a drop of blood. But it couldn't be it couldn't be some kind of a paranormal thing. It couldn't be something to do uh, with aliens or ETs or non-human entities. That's all conspiracy theory. No, it's got to be the satanic cow tippers. And this is the same kind of nonsense we're getting here. They're reporting a chopper flying 100 feet below another chopper as it's being refueled. It scares the living heck out of the pilot of the chopper who's being refueled, and he actually disconnects from the defueling line, from the fueling line. But we're to believe some idiot Yahoo flew his chopper out there and came within 100 feet and nobody could find him, nobody could track him down. We have the most sophisticated radar on the planet and we can't track down these people that are invading military airspace and jeopardizing lives? I don't believe that for a second. Number three, July 24th, 2014, Hercules 317th Airlift Group. The C-130 Hercules Airlift, assigned to the 317 Airlift Group, and a near co- had a near collision with an unidentified light fixed-wing aircraft while heading toward the Rogers Drop Zone, DZ, approximately eight miles to the south of Joint Base Lewis-McChord in Washington State. During a training mission, the C-130J's traffic collision avoidance system alerted them to the other oncoming aircraft. The event center called a no-drop and executed a 180-degree turn, during which the crew visually sighted a red fixed-wing aircraft behind them, still flying toward their position. Their report says the crew contacted Seattle Approach Control, but the aircraft did not seem to be in radio contact during the incident. Well, this is another one. I mean, do we have that many idiots flying around? I mean, is it is it that easy for a complete moron to get an airplane pilot license? They simply call this thing a red a, a red fixed wing aircraft. 
whatever it's doing, I mean, it's interfering with this military operation. Shouldn't there be some percussions over that? I mean, in the era of 9-11, shouldn't our, aircraft, shouldn't our Air Force care enough to track down these, these rogue aircraft and find out what in the heck's going on with them? Wouldn't that seem to be the normal thing to do? I mean, if you or I just decided to randomly drive our vehicle the wrong way down the interstate... I would consider that a pretty stupid thing to do and something that somebody, somebody, you know, if there's a police officer around, they ought to pull you over. Maybe you ought to lose your license. And this is the kind of, this is a level of stupidity that's going on here. They're flying into active Air Force exercises. They're being reported, and then nobody ever finds them. Number five, February 7th, 2015, HC-130 Combat King, unidentified unit and 45th Space Wing. On February 7th, 2015... An HC-130 Combat King combat search and rescue and tanker aircraft belonging to an unidentified unit had an encounter with what was described as a possible remote control aircraft and a flashing red light near the junction of Florida State Road A1A and the Panita Causeway. The 45th Space Wing at nearby Patrick Air Force Base subsequently reported the incident, which it felt had a high-risk potential. Personnel at the tower at Patrick spotted the possible remote-controlled aircraft and contacted the Brevard County Sheriff's, which subsequently sent deputies to investigate. The Air Force Security Forces squadron at Patrick were also involved, but neither it nor the BSCO found any further evidence of the object, which had been flying an estimated 900 to 1,000 feet in the air. This particular entry notes the growing hazard posed by hobbyists and other civilians operating remote-controlled aircraft and drones. It states the FAA rules at the time prohibiting the operation of unmanned aircraft above 400 feet within three miles of airports and bases. Well, yeah, it could be a drone. But that being said, why isn't the Air Force being more proactive in tracking these morons down and writing tickets at least? I mean, they're putting people's lives in danger if we're to believe this thing is a drone. Now, we have another one here from... Uh, this is... I can't read all of them. You can go to the website and you can link the article and you can read all of these. They're all interesting. Here's one, number 9, July 25th, 2015, MC-130P Combat Shadow, 129th Rescue Wing. An MC-130 Combat Shadow Combat Search and Rescue Tanker Aircraft from the California Air National Guard's 129th Rescue Wing had to take evasive action to avoid hitting an unidentified object. Well, it was in the air, so why not just call it a UFO? That's what it was. During a nighttime training mission on July 25, 2015, near Niagara Falls International Airport in New York State, while on approach to the airport, the pilots saw through their night vision goggles an object that appeared to be illuminated by a single external light and that looked to be accelerating from left to right in front of them. Immediately after seeing the object, the pilot took evasive action by executing an abrupt climb and roll to the left, according to the report. Within one second of initiating invasive action, the right wing of the EA-1 event aircraft, the MC-30, passed directly over the object. Now, that doesn't seem a little strange, does it? It says, immediately after seeing the object... Okay, so we, we're in the airplane, we see this object going left to right. That's a drone. I mean, how fast can the thing go? 60, 70 mile an hour? I don't know. Immediately after seeing the object, the pilot took evasive action by executing an abrupt climb. So he points the nose up and rolls to the left, Okay, according to the report. Within one second of initiating evasive action, 
the right wing of the EA-1 passed directly over the object. It's almost like the object would have been stationary. The plane's navigator also reported having seen a hot spot on the aircraft's infrared detection system, which is meant to spot incoming missiles. Now, how hot would a drone be? Let me think about this. No other missile, no other members, rather, of the crew beyond the pilot said that said that had actually seen anything, but the incident was reported as a near collision. I don't know. It sounds pretty weird to be a drone to me. Here's number 10, 2015, August 13, KC-135R Stratotanker, 452nd Air Mobility Wing. A KC-135 tanker assigned to the Air Force Reserve's 452nd Air Mobility Wing suffered a near collision with what the crew member, with what the crew described as a quadrocopter-type drone while flying a pattern around March Air Force Reserve Base in California. The remotely piloted craft passed by the tanker and at a distance of approximately 100 feet and 300 feet to the right of its flying. It continued on in the opposite direction from the KC-135R and disappeared from sight. Disappeared. You know, that's a little that's a little sketchy. I don't know if the thing just uh, was going so fast it couldn't see anymore or, or was this some kind of interdimensional thing that we see so often with these UFOs. You know, either, either we have a lot of UFOs that are there just blatantly... Uh, transgressing our military air sites, or we've got a complete bunch of morons that are flying these things around our military installations. They should be dealt with. Or maybe worse, I mean, is this some sort of espionage thing going on where people are flying drones around U.S. Air Force installations? It should be addressed. I mean, this is a matter of national security, and they're treating this thing like it's some kid playing with a remote control airplane on a drone. And these are real life and death situations that we're talking about here if these things are actually man-made objects. I want to go down to a couple more here. This is uh, January 20th, 2018. And this is this is incident number 16 that's listed here on the on the uh, on the drive.com. It says T1 Jayhawk 47th Flying Training Wing. One of the 47th Flying Training Wing's T1 Jayhawk training jets with the call sign Rake 06 reported a near collision with an unidentified unidentifiable, that's interesting, unmanned drone, while on approach to Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport in Arizona on January 20th, 2018. The incident occurred approximately 4.2 nautical miles from the airport's runway, 25L. The craft was flying at approximately 2,400 feet mean sea level or around 1,300 feet above ground level at the same time and flew level under the drone. So this thing's 1,300 feet off the ground. And says that the airplane flew under the drone, so the drone was above it. The ECP event co-pilot was just able to maneuver below its flight path. And both EC event crew members called out to the called out the conflict when it became visible, according to the report. The ECP initially thought it was a bird, but both pilots identified it as a UAV, that's an unmanned aerial vehicle, due to the fact that it was not moving. It was hovering and saw a small white steady light emanating as they passed underneath of it. Well, they didn't tell you how big it is. They don't tell you how bright the light is. I'm not sure that some of these drones even have lights. But do you see what's going on here? They're just making the assumption. They're just automatically making the assumption that whatever this thing is, that it's a drone. February 17th, 2018, T-38C Talon, 71st Flying Training Mission. On February 7th, 2018, a T-38C Talon jet trainer 
assigned to the 71st Flying Training Wing, had a near collision with an unspecified drone while on approach to Vance Air Force Base in Oklahoma. The unmanned aircraft came within 300 feet of the jet liner, or excuse me, jet trainer, but did not prevent it from landing safely. Man, if you got this many problems with uh, drones invading your airspace, there ought to be some kind of congressional investigation here. This, this absolutely needs to be addressed. Okay, I want to finish up here with one or two more. This is number 22, March 13, 2019. It's a C-17A Globemaster III 455th airlift wing. It says, a C-17A Globemaster III airlifter, that must be a big chopper, assigned to the 445th airlift wing, an Air Force Reserve unit, had to take evasive action to avoid a small drone during a training sortie on March 13, 2019. The aircraft was flying at approximately 3,500 feet mean sea level over Ohio at the time. The pilot observed a white, small, unmanned aerial system with either brown or black accents or propellers just below the event aircraft. The report notes that PF executed an evasive maneuver up and to the left to miss the SUAS, which is within 50 feet of the event aircraft. As unspecified local police department was informed about the incident afterwards. Yeah, I'm sure they got right on that. <laughs> wow. You know, this is either some of the most lackadaisical... It's, it's almost malpractice what's going on here. These guys' lives are... In, if these things aren't UFOs, if they are unmanned drones or remote control vehicles... We've either got the largest number of idiots in America that own drones that would even dare get near these military operations, or we've got a serious problem with espionage. I mean, however you look at this thing, the way this situation is being handled on the face of it is not particularly good. Either that or these pilots are just coding their sightings because they don't want to be labeled as a UFO nut. They're seeing UFOs, but it's just too easy to label what they saw as a, you know, an unmanned drone. And who can blame them? Here we go. Number 25. This will be the last one. September 9th, 2019, LC-130H Hercules, 109th Airlift Wing. An LC-130H Hercules airlifter assigned to the 109th Airlift Wing, an element of the New York Air National Guard, reported a near-miss with a quadcopter-type drone while conducting a proficiency flight around Albany International Airport. During a climb out of 1,100 feet above ground level, the crew spotted the drone, which they said was yellow in color, approximately 300 feet away laterally and between 100 and 200 feet below the altitude at which they were flying. They reported it to air traffic controllers and did not see it for the remainder of their flight, which concluded with the plane landing safely at nearby Schenectady County Airport. Another situation of, I don't know which is worse, uh, UFOs being misreported or this level of stupidity where people just bring drones to airports. It's almost like they want to cause an accident. Maybe this is some sort of a dry run for terrorists. It's pretty clear the Air Force is not doing a very good job of addressing this, if this is all that's going on. I mean, I want to see where the article says that two Middle Eastern people or a couple of uh, a couple of dipsticks who got a drone from Amazon, you know, a couple of terrorists maybe, or, or just a couple of dumb, dumb rednecks, were caught with the drone near the airport. I mean, I want to see the investigation notes when these guys are arrested. I mean, I want to see their explanation for why these idiots are flying drones 
this close to airports, this close to airplanes. I mean, there should be some consequences for this nonsense. But the more I look at it, the more it seems to me as though maybe a lot of this stuff is just being misreported. It's hard for me to imagine that there are that many stupid people with drones out there endangering the lives of pilots and passengers. If there are, that's a lot more concerning to me. At the same time, this, this stuff has been reported. There should be a congressional investigation. These reports should be investigated. If they can track these drones from their cell phones, why aren't they tracking them? We know that we know that the NSA tracks our phone calls. They're tracking this podcast for crying out loud. We can be pretty sure of that. Why can't they track these idiots as they fly their drones all over the place? I'm not breaking the law when I'm making a podcast talking about all of the strange paranormal UFO stuff we see going on. They're certainly breaking the law when they're flying their drones in this close proximity to an airport, interfering with military exercises. Why doesn't that stuff deserve some attention? It's malpractice is what it is. The article goes on and finishes up. I don't read the whole end of it, but it just says, When the War Zone published the eight Naval Safety Center reports in May, we immediately noted that it was curious that there were so few such records apparently available in the Navy's web-enabled safety system. WESS, that's W-E-S-S, Aviation Mishap and Hazard Reporting System, W-A-M-H-R-S. The number of incidents recorded in the Air Force Safety Automated System, AFSAS, also seems very small for a six-year time span. Yeah, it does seem pretty small. So what's happening? Either they're burying their reports, or they've just conditioned their pilots. Their pilots know better than to report them. And that seems to be what's going on here, a conspiracy of silence. And when something happens that really shakes them up, and there's a conversation back and forth between the pilot and, and ground control, then they do make a report. But it seems like every time they do, it's a fixed-wing aircraft, or it's a remote-controlled aircraft, or it's some kind of a, you know, drone or whatever that just comes into just comes into vision, almost causes a wreck, and then disappears. And when they send out law enforcement, nobody can ever find the mystery drone operator or the mystery remote control operator. We see that a lot. What we're seeing here is a pattern. So I know a lot of people were in, were encouraged. And when recently, when uh, Senator Rubio basically demanded that the Defense Department begin to correlate uh, UFO reports, and he gave them six months to come back with some answers to, uh, to the Senate Intelligence Committee, and they, they put that in their budget. And I've seen some comments where people were saying, oh, this is awesome, we're finally going to get disclosure. Well, the level of disclosure that you're going to get is the level of disclosure that they think you deserve. And right now, it's not much. You're probably going to get a lot of reports of near misses with fixed-wing aircraft and drones. That's going to be my guess. If you want disclosure, you're going to have to find it yourself. Now, before I close, I just want to say thanks to Eric. He sent in a nice little encouragement uh, voicemail. And... Uh, in response to Eric and all the other listeners, if you have an encounter or uh, a sighting that you would like to, to uh, have talked about or discussed on the show, just uh, you can call in and just leave a short message describing what happened, or you can send a, if you want to make it more detailed, then you can send in a uh, an email to the email account there on Anchor, and if I can, I'll talk about it, and that's something we can do. We can share our experiences together. In fact, um, just in closing, I did have a I. I don't know if I'll be able to get the video up because the video is so bad because of my cheap phone. But I'll say this because I'm just in full disclosure here. I'm taking a walk at uh, 
big park area, um, not far from where I live at. And we have an airport out there, but the airport currently is, is uh, got a bunch of construction going on, and the airport's closed. And I'm walking uh, along the walk path. It's like a mile or two walk path that goes around a big lake and stuff. It's a very nice place to walk in the evening. And I turn around and look, and what do I see? But two, well, I guess you could call them oars, but they almost look like, at first I thought they were a couple of airplanes flying together in formation. And uh, I thought, wow, that's kind of weird for military craft to be you know, flying that, that uh, low. We do have a flight path that goes over as we see them, but... These look to be like maybe they were at, I don't know, five, six, seven thousand feet up in the air, maybe. I mean, I'm not a good judge of distance. And then they're probably, I don't know, maybe a mile or so apart. Hard to say, you know, at that distance. But there are two of them. They're identical. So what they look like is they look like a little bit more defined than, than orbs. So it looks like maybe I'm looking at an airplane from a long ways away. It's got its landing lights on with like a reddish-orange light right in the middle. Which I'm thinking, well, that's where the propeller should be at. That's not where the landing light... You know, I mean, that's that's weird. But they're far enough away that these three lights kind of blended together into almost a oblong orb, I guess you could say. But they were very bright, and they were not flashing. If I'm looking at an airplane, you know, normally you can see the, the lights on the side flashing. That was not happening here. These were just very steady uh, lights, both of them white on the outside, reddish-orange in the middle very, very bright, and they appeared to be, I don't know, maybe a couple, three miles away, maybe a half a mile or so up in the air, with a large cloud bank behind them. I turned around, and I stared for a few seconds, and I thought, what am I doing here? You know, I should at least try to get a picture of something, so I pulled my crap phone out, and, you know, the light looks like it's about 10% the size of what it is, which gives me some appreciation for some of these orbs that have been videoed by people. I'm thinking they're a lot bigger than what shows up on the videos that we see on YouTube. So I just begin to film, and the one just, like, zip goes, I'm looking, they're, they're in the east, I'm turning around, the sun has set just a little bit behind me, you know, the days are very long here in the north-central United States, and I'm looking at these things, and the one just kind of darts in into the cloud bank, and boom, gone. At very high rate of speed, and I'm like, wow, that's weird. And the other one, so I start, I get my camera, finally go on, it takes me a couple tries to get to get it to work, you know, I've got the, I've got the camera pointing the wrong direction. Yeah, picture of me, not the UFO. Finally, I get it I get it focused on the thing, and it sets there for probably another, I don't know, twenty or thirty seconds. I don't know how much film I got, but but it's shaky. I don't know if I even post it because it looks so terrible. But it just it's just hanging there, very bright in the sky, very weird. No blinking at all. Just uh, extremely uh, white on the edges reddish orange in the middle just sitting there man and this beautiful night with some threatening clouds in the background and then it just zips right in that big cloud and i'm like man nothing man-made moving that fast and disappears so you know that's another thing about doing this show when you talk about ufos it seems like you're a lot more likely to see ufos and i'm not always sure that's a good thing sometimes a person can get a little bit weirded out about it that's something that happened to me last night, and it was a little bit weird. But, you know, I think it's still important to talk about it. I still think these things are doing some kind of surveillance. I think somehow it's related to all this nonsense, uh, all these lockdowns that surround the uh, COVID uh, scamdemic. I don't know. But I know there's a lot more of it happening. I'm reading about it. I'm talking to people that are telling me that they're seeing uh, People that never talk about UFOs are, are, are saying, hey, man, have you heard about these orbs? So, yeah, that's the real research that's being done. The other stuff is fun to look at. The stuff like this stuff with the with the Air Force, 
the sanitized reports, really all we can take from this is that A, they saw something, B, they've sanitized the report because they don't want to be persecuted over it, or C, we've got a bunch of idiots or a bunch of bad people that are flying drones way too close to airplanes. And they may or may not be involved in espionage. They may or may not be terrorists doing a dry run. Whatever's going on, it should be addressed. It's a threat to our national security. Whoever the Navy, whoever the Navy officer was that pointed that out was exactly right. These things are a threat to national security. They're entering our airspace. They're annoying, bothering, and terrorizing in some cases. Our Air Force pilots, our Navy pilots, whatnot. And there doesn't seem to be any repercussions on our part against them. Anyway, until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.